uh, looking at the Stewart group, that's our third and final group, I thought this was the most well-rounded of the three groups you and I are covering. Um, That starts off with Ocala, the opossum. Um, Coming in ranked 75th, they do lose three starters. Anytime that happens, it, it does hurt. The two guards with Martin and Short, um, two of which you know were, were very strong scores last year. You know Aaron Martin, twenty-two points per game, first-team All-Conference performer, um, and then they they, they bring in a, a, a middling sixty-three eighty-eight class. Um, not nothing too 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 be stoked about, but um, you know this Ocala team does bring back the two top pieces. But I'm curious where the rest of the scoring is going to come from. Yeah, to me, what's especially interesting about this team is to see, to get yet another data point as to how good that number one class actually was that they just graduated. Because those three guys you mentioned, they all started, Stewart, Edgerton, Wood, uh, number two, Hardwood, number one ranked class by Sim Hoops. And, you know, statistically from afar, they never really lived up to that billing. You know, it's a team that had some success. They, they were a two seed in the NTT last year, though they then lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Stewart certainly had a good career, nice season. You know, Edgerton and Wood were capable starters. You know, you're happy to have those guys, you know, playing for you, starting at power forward and center. But, you know, you don't, it's not really what you dream of when you think of a number one class. Um, and so I, I think one way for those three guys to maybe retroactively uh, get a little more respect from, you know, yeah, idiot prognosticators like me. Uh, is for if this team ends up with a, a bit of a drop off now that they're gone, you know, I mean, I don't wish that upon the, the program or the coach, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I just have been wondering for four seasons now how good those players really are. And it may be that we're going to find out this year, you know, with them out of the lineup. Um, and, you know, especially given that they were sort of manning the middle for this program, uh, it's not immediately clear to me to, to where exactly they're going to go. I mean, some good players on the bench last year, Bell back at power forward, Conroy back up center, um, you know, solid players who might be able to start. They also brought in Forrest, Jack Forrest is his name, uh, the freshman who, you know, 6'11", at least, has some decent numbers. Um, but I, I don't think they're really going to be able to replace those guys that they lost too easily. So, um, you know, I, I think it's probably a team that, that takes a step back, certainly from that two-seed type level. Um, but even, you know, from, you know, I don't know, NTT contender type level. Um, so I I think they'll be good, but, you know, when you say this is the most balanced group, I think that might be another way of saying it's a relatively weaker top seed, number one seed in this group. And I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but at least that's the way I see it. Um, you know, they're going to have a lot of good, good teams in this tournament. Uh, I think Ocala has on for sure uh aaron martin a good point guard coming back as you mentioned good you know good scorer um but this is not a team that you think you know is completely unbeatable at the top here no they're, they're not a eugene they're not a montpelier like the top seeds and the other groups that we've alluded to um J- jacob bell you know averaged about 15 points per game um per 30 last year so he'll need to come in and fill a role as will jack forrest the freshman you've mentioned um Honestly, and again, not don't mean to talk ill will of the coach. You know, I, I do think they were a little overseeded as, as a two seed last year. I know they had the very talented senior class, but you know, we've we've talked to it in both of the previous groups. You know, three double figure scores 
in my mind, that's a bubble team. So, um, you know, where can they find that fourth score, that fifth score? Um, that that could certainly, you know, cause some issues, um, especially looking at the rest of this group and, and a team like Rochester, the, the, the team we've got next, they return all five starters. They bring in a 46-27 class. Um, that team has height. That team has scoring with four double-figure scores. That team has experience. So a very, very formidable challenger to to Acala here with uh, with Rochester. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, and, I, you know, I, as a spoiler, to me, this team is, is a little stronger than Ocala, right? I mean, you say Ocala mm-hmm. uh, is the one seed, of course, that's right. Rochester is a challenger, fair enough. But um, I, I think Rochester is looking real good. You know, they actually made it further in the NTT last season than did Ocala, despite the fact that they were a seven seed as opposed to a two. Uh, and I'll, I'll keep you from being on an island, and I'll agree that I think Ocala was a bit overseeded last year. Certainly not, you know, in terms of, uh, maybe what they accomplished, but just in terms of their talent. Um, I, I know I don't think they were a top eight, top 10 type team last year and the NTT results kind of support that. Uh, whereas Rochester ended up, uh, you know, winning a game, uh, finishing 21st in the NTT uh, and, you know, doesn't lose anybody, right? You know, brings in uh, a decent freshman class, uh, nice hardwood class to go along with the hardwood class they brought in the year before meaning there you know, could be one standout there. Probably that's Matthew Harris, uh, mm-hmm. who's a guy who, who you know, the numbers don't necessarily jump out, but 6'6", playing power forward, we, you know, some of those guys can really explode when they get to the college level. Uh, he's a player who uh, I think is going to be a really capable scorer for them. Uh, and it's sort of a balanced lineup that you know, may get even more balanced if, if Harris can come in. Uh, and, you know, take a starting job from somebody or at least play big minutes off the bench. Uh, they had they had good good defense down low, a hallmark of this Rochester program back when it was winning, you know, won a title long, you know, a long time ago. Not sure exactly which season that was. They had great shot blocking down low. They don't have quite that level now, but Jose Foster certainly can, you know, hold things down uh, at the center position. And I think it's it's a very strong team that has the arrow pointing up. Yeah, Coach, and you alluded to it earlier, just not to jump off on the side too much. I love finding those 6'6 guys that are playing power forward or, or center in high school. Those are amazing swing guys that can go up and play the three or two, two, one, two, or three, really, um, once they make the jump to, uh, to the college level. Uh, I've got one of those guys this year that I'm fired up about my team. But, yeah, there's a there's – a, there's a, uh, that may not have the stats in high school, and Matthew Harris certainly did. Um, but uh, they've got the attributes, and when you flip that, when you flip that uh, that that lineup, that position, you can see a lot of success. Yeah, Rochester, we've alluded to it between that freshman class last year, coming sophomores. Um, this is a team that can do a lot of damage, not just in the in the PNTT, but the, the entire season overall went 16 and eight last year. I'd look for them to improve upon that um, this season. I'm with you. Um, looking at uh, our fearless leader, coach V um, he's going to be the first one to get a crack at this Rochester team. Um, Nashville 
comes back uh, under expectations, kind of, I guess, for, for Coach V last year and the PTT. I know he wasn't thrilled about that. He probably doesn't love the, um, the recruiting class he's, he's got back. Um, the recruiting class he's got, but what he's got back, I mean, he's got a lot of pieces. Um, I think the one and the five are probably set, but that two, three, four, I, I think that's a really, you know, as you come matchups, who I want to play, where um, the position flexibility here is, is fantastic. Well, I'm going to dispute only one thing you said, which is to suggest that anything is set for this Nashville program because <laughs> Coach Coach V will move things around with the best of us, right? I mean, uh, you see different lineups, game in, game out. Uh, you know, really coaches this team hard, tries to find exactly the right combination. Uh, you know, and it's certainly fair to make the assessment that you did, right? I mean, Makai Munn comes in as a, a very talented player, played center last year. There's not an obvious guy on the roster who's going to take that spot from him. So presumably he'll be there. You know, that'll be plan A, plan B, and plan C. Uh, but if, if he struggles, if the team struggles, you know, don't be too surprised if you see some radical options to change things around. And Frazier at the point guard spot, you know, he's kind of the vision of a, a traditional point guard, right? I mean, at least in what I call the original, you know, drive the lane, original version of this game. I think he would be a great, great point guard to have there. Uh, but in the this newer version, which has now been around for a while, uh, you know, sometimes having a scoring point guard is is better. You know, we we've had this sort of ongoing folded in discussion about whether it's always best to have balanced scoring in the starting lineup and multiple options. Uh, to the extent that's true, I think it's true in this version of the game much more so than it used to be. Uh, I think in the original version of the game, you could get away with having. Uh, you know, two, three store scores in the starting lineup and truly still have an elite team. Uh, if you had those awesome distributors and, a, you know, maybe a true point guard at the point guard spot, but it's a lot tougher to do that this, you know, in this version of the game. And I think a guy like Frazier, as talented as he is, uh, doesn't always stay in that point guard spot. Doesn't even always stay in the starting lineup because mm -hmm. there is that temptation to get more scoring in, uh, you know, to have, uh, for this Nashville team, you know, guys like Roberts and Wilkie and, and Barisi, uh, maybe all starting, um, and, you know, Dylan Richardson, another guy who can score. So, um, I know last season coach V kind of swung for the fences, uh, in recruiting, you know, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't graduate anybody of much significance, right. Had two uh, NA guys and then a backup point guard who had some good numbers, but, you know, didn't really crack the starting lineup and Ethan Davis, all those guys are out. So there's not much reason to think the team will get worse, uh, right? You know, they, they didn't lose a ton, but it's got to be a disappointment not to have brought in any of those ties, you know, have, you know, three, you know, decent players. Um, John Thomas is yep. a player that, you know, I know Coach V was excited about. He was a clear lead, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, a 6'9 guy who can score, uh, play a little bit of defense. Not the smartest recruit from, from what I remember, but right. – uh, is certainly, you know, he will have the opportunity, I think, to come in and add some more balance to that starting lineup. Uh, so, you know, it's a team that's going to compete. They're in a, a really tough conference once the actual season gets going, Conference 15. You know, they're they're never easy to beat. Um, it was just, I think it was two seasons ago, they actually knocked off Ann Arbor, a team that I've already crowned as the mm -hmm. preseason favorite this season, and that has been at that level for a while. Uh, you know, I think they beat them in a conference game, so it, it can happen for this team, you know, great, great coach at the helm, uh, good balance, but 
yeah, they, you know, they kind of leave you wanting more. And I'm sure that's the way the coach himself feels about it. Yeah. And you know, and you nailed it. Coach V is going to do whatever it takes to kind of make sure he finds the right lineup. Having two NAs graduate means he knows what he has and he knows what he does not have. So I'm very interested to see what this freshman class can come in and do. Um, John Thomas, despite the intelligence not being where we want it, you give me a 6'9 guy with a 19-game score averaging 18 points per game any of the day of the week, we can find a role for him. So um, no Coach V will have that team rocking and rolling and have it right. I know he was disappointed with the 13-11 and 11 record last year. Um, I see them slightly improving. They are preseason ranked 40, which, again, is just a testament to the amount of talent and research that Coach V can put in. But um, – if they're up to a Rochester level, will be interesting to see you know, how they come out of the gate playing against uh, the boy geniuses in game one. Um, yeah, absolutely. The fourth seed really here in, in the Stewart group is the Los Angeles Wolfpack. And, you know, I think we talked about it with the last group. When there's four teams, you know, someone's got to be fourth. Um, you know, I think L.A., they lose their center from last year. They don't have the strongest um, talent pool outside of that that sophomore class um, will be very I think Travis Goodwin is, is fantastic and can light it up as evidenced by him averaging 25 points per game last year and the um, as, as, a, as, as a sophomore but I'm just very curious you know where else what else is going to come from this group and it, it may not come from from the freshman class Um he does not. It's evident he does not love Alan Cherry, the seven-foot big guy, based off the minutes he played last year. Um, very curious to see what what the Wolf Pack will look like in the uh, in the Stewart group. Yeah, I mean you're you're talking about Cherry for good reason because this team needs a center. I mean they they graduated Elijah Donis. Uh, he was just fine in that starting role last year. Uh, and Cherry was his backup, right? And he's seven foot, so he sticks out a little bit, and you think maybe he can take that job. But, yeah, he didn't play very much, didn't have very good numbers when he did get in there. Uh, so I don't know if he'll have the first crack at it or if this team will go a little smaller. Uh, they do have a six eight freshman coming in and Noah Hayes, but he doesn't immediately look like a guy with the kind of skill set you would want playing the five. Um, there is another six ten player on the roster. Oscar, Oscar Thomas was an N.A. last year, but... You know, of course, you figure he's behind Cherry on the depth chart, so he's less likely to be in there. Uh, but at least it's another option. But I, th I think that is a notable hole for this team uh, to find somebody to man the middle. Uh, you know, other than that, there's there's decent talent. You mentioned Goodwin, great scorer. Uh, Efren Hollenbeck was mm -hmm. a very capable point guard as a freshman last year. Impressive numbers. Uh, you know, 7.2 assists per 30, 11.4 points, one and a half steals. Uh, he's coming back. And, you know, whether they'll get anything from the freshman or not, it's not clear. I, I talked about Hayes already, not necessarily a center, but, you know, a, a good player, 17.4 points per 30 minutes, maybe can come in uh, and have, have a role somewhere. But it's true. You know, you, you look at this group, uh, there's nobody at the top who's, you know, a Final Four type contender, at least to my eye. But I do think the three teams ahead of this Los Angeles team are, are ahead of them for a reason. And I think it may be tough for Los Angeles to find too many wins uh, within this group. I alluded to it earlier, Coach. Rochester is my favorite here. Um, do you see Nashville or Ocala really kind of challenging the boy geniuses in this group? Or, you know, is that 
is that returning five, you know, just too much for the other two? You know, I, I definitely think Rochester is the favorite. I'm picking them as well. Uh, but one thing I failed to say about Nashville that I should have mentioned, I, I when we were talking about a different group, I was talking about Idaho Falls and how oh they were in the Sweet 16 of the NTT two seasons ago, didn't lose that much. You could say something somewhat similar about Nashville. Uh, two seasons ago, although they only, you know, well, they lost in the first round of the NTT, they were very highly seeded, had a great season heading into the NTT. Uh, and it was a, a season that, you know, kind of seemed like maybe an overachieving year, even at the time. But still, you know, in Conference 15, uh, I believe they were, you know, top 15 in the country heading into the NTT, which is definitely an accomplishment. Uh, and they really only have lost, just like Idaho Falls, only one starter from that team two seasons ago. So, you know, it may still be in there for this group. And, you know, that'll cause uh, Coach V to tinker as much as possible with the lineup, of course, to see if he can find it. So who knows? Maybe they'll be able to compete. We may be disrespecting Ocala a little bit as well, right? I mean, it's a team that had success last year, graduated three players, but still has uh, a capable backcourt and some, some decent freshmen as well. But, yeah, when it comes down to it, I think Rochester is the – definite number one, you know, the favorite in this group, uh, team that, that looks pretty good this season. And, uh, I expect to see them in the PNTT playoffs. Without a doubt, coach, it'll be a fun PNTT with, with what we alluded to 70 teams this year. I know, uh, your Salt Lake city squad gets a nice, nice test tomorrow night with, with Hershey. That'll be a fun way to start the year. So best of luck, not only in that game, the PNTT overall and, and the rest of this season, um, want to give another shout out to Coach V for, for his organization implementation and putting all of this together. It's, uh, it's another fun year and uh, looking forward to getting a, a new season started. Uh, it's going to be season, I think it's, it's season 31 now, right? Season 31 starts tomorrow. Is that right? League 31, season 31. Yep. There you we got go. It. it should be special. League 31, season 31. Um, this is Coach JVS Dnut. Um, Coach Bills here as well. Uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in.